Unleashing the power of the Latino business community is the work of Claro, the Colorado Latino Leadership Advocacy and Research Organization. You will enjoy hearing how President and CEO Mario Carrera is bringing a lifetime of leadership lessons learned at the highest levels of business to advance this fascinating organization on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I am thrilled to share a conversation with Mario Carrera, an amazing leader who is president and CEO of the Colorado Latino Leadership Advocacy and Research Organization, Claro. Mario brings 35 years of highly skilled C-level executive leadership to Claro. Most recently, he served as Chief Revenue Officer of Entrovision Communications Corporation, where he was responsible for a $250 million sales portfolio for the publicly traded global media and digital company. Mario's entrepreneurial spirit and strong worth ethic have allowed him to accumulate not only notable business skills and experience, but have led to meaningful achievements in the community he has served. Just to name a few from a very, very long list, he has been named the Hispanic Heritage Community Leadership winner in the NFL and the Denver Broncos Football Club and earned the Colorado Lifetime Civic Achievement Award from the American Jewish Committee and was named the Hispanic Contractors of Colorado Advocate of the Year. He served on many different boards, including SCL Health System, Metropolitan State University of Denver, Denver Housing Authority, and the Denver Art Museum, to name a few. He's graduated from Harvard University, studied at El Colegio de Mexico, and participated in professional development programs at the University of California, Los Angeles, and the Northwestern University Kellogg School of Business. Wow. Mario, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, delighted, Jay. Thank you very much for having me. So I would like to just start off simple and, and have you introduce Claro and talk about your mission. Claro has been an organization that's been around for 59 years in Colorado. It's one of the first a nonprofit 501c3 Latino community organizations in the country, as I am told. And um, it uh, started in um, 1964 as the wow. Latin American research and service agency. We were known as such um, back then, um, which is an acronym for La Raza with, a, with an S. Um, and um, it's been interesting because Claro uh, became uh, Claro about 15 years ago um, through a transition uh, with uh, a couple of boards that came together with a 501c3 and a 501c4 kind of plan. Um, and then that didn't go so well. Um, and Claro actually just went off on its own and continued with its mission. Um, and the mission is in the acronym. Um, it's uh, an organization intended to serve the state, Colorado, uh, the Latino community, um, and increase the leadership and the advocacy and the research capacities of the community um, as an organization. And um, somebody that was really clever actually put the acronym into the Spanish word, claro, which is a, a positive word that has multiple uh, meanings, you know, reassuring, um, of course. Um, and uh, it, it is nice to kind of uh, just clarity, transparency, those kinds of things. 
which I thought was brilliant. Um, and I've been on board for about 18 months. I was fortunate to um, have my paths crossed with individuals that have a significant commitment to the org- to the community in general mm-hmm. and to our state. Um, so uh, I'm excited about the organization and uh, what it's doing. Um, and I think just like any Latino community organization, mm-hmm. um, it has had its ups and downs uh, over yep. those years. Uh, nonprofits do, peaks and valleys. And uh, right now we're um, enjoying um, an uptrending peak. So we're, we're excited about that. And uh, uh, I can certainly address some of the more specific uh, programs and mission uh, sure. focus that, that we have. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I know Claudio does everything from events to leadership development to resource navigation. So, you know, talk about a little bit about those programs and the difference you see of making in the Latino community. Sure, sure. Um, one of the main programs that uh, we are known for is the Capital Fellowship Program. Um, and that's been around for 11 years. Um, back in 2011 or so, um, there was a kind of a need. Um, uh, one of our state senators, uh, Senator Jesse Ulibarri, uh, looked around and said, "We got. We have to do something um, to increase the pipeline of individuals in our community that are interested in public service." And um, that's the beginning of the Capital Fellowship Program. Awesome. Uh, it's been around eleven years. We have about one hundred and forty-five alums. And wow. Yeah, it's uh, really been wonderful. And many of them are now focused on on their careers in public service uh, in our state capitol. Uh, we have a couple on our board, um, and uh, there are a few in Washington, D.C. So uh, awesome. it, it opened up uh, the, um, the space that uh, is often – intimidating you know the, yeah. the capital and uh, not knowing really where to go what to do um how things work so um that has been uh a great brand uh a crown jewel if you will yeah uh, representatives from the house and uh senators um have been uh very supportive um in taking on and working with many of our fellows and uh we provide a stipend uh, for those individuals that are uh, selected and recruited, um, and they get a chance to, um, you know, cover costs. Most of them are juniors and seniors from universities. Um, and this last year, we had 21 of them. Wow. Uh, and uh, this year, we're in the process right now of actually uh, recruiting. And uh, in fact, our deadline, not sure when... The podcast will continue, but if somebody's listening, they're still within the uh, space, and uh, they can certainly look us up in our website, uh, org, and they can apply for uh, a capital fellowship uh, uh, space. I love that because, you know, one of the things is is it's increasing representation at the governmental level, and I was fortunate enough to meet you Mario back when my wife worked with uh Entrovision and some of the statistics about the power and the size of the Latino demographic are just stunning so I'd love for you to talk about how 
powerful and strong the Latino demographic is in Denver and Colorado and how it continues to evolve and grow. Yeah, there have been actually um, several uh, updates and reports that have come out in terms of uh, the impact as a economically as a consumer. Um, and there's no doubt um, as a country, um, if you were the GDP of the Latino consumer uh, would rank five in the world. Wow. So you're looking at uh, ahead of China, I mean, be, be right below China, Japan, the US. Um, so it's, it's really phenomenal to see how um, it's, it's, uh, uh, a, a space and a market that uh, can really have that kind of impact across the board. Um, and um, media certainly is able to serve that quite well. Well, and again, going back to your program, to have representation, a stronger representation, create you know an arena where people feel more confident of becoming more involved with the government is really got to help the whole community, which has grown so much. That's right, um, and um, and that's it. Uh, representation, and I think uh, it's important to have that in yeah. different forms and different spaces, different areas, uh, from the corporate ballroom to um, right. the state representation um, in uh, different areas. So, when you're out talking to members in the community, you know what are some of the biggest challenges you see that they're facing? And how's Claro helping them overcome those? Right. Um, you know, when I when I started with the organization, I did a survey of uh, our board and uh, basically and met with them after and uh, asked for specific uh, questions in terms of what motivated them to be a part of that um, and uh, what they felt was uh, important to address. Um, and uh, one of the key things that uh, is part of our mission is research. Um, it's been a dormant aspect of um, our organization. And they said, we need to really focus on that. We need to bring that back. Um, so in our first meeting, uh, we there was an ample discussion. Um, I started in March and our first board meeting was in May. Um, by the second board meeting, I had a model of different um, research uh, institute kind of um, business models, if you will, that uh, could uh, be embraced by the organization. And uh, the board looked at um, and voted uh, uh, on one of the three that I presented. And that was basically the idea of having an autonomous research hub with a research director and a policy and research analyst um, that would have and create multiple partnerships with different education institutions, higher education institutions that had that focus on research to leverage the statewide kind of intellectual capital that we have yeah. uh, and, and look at um, the different areas of discipline and, and focus that uh, these institutions had. So we could have uh, try to really gauge and uh, take stock of everything that's being done um, across uh, Colorado. Um, and uh, this is basically uh, the idea continuing on that was that to have a three year incubation period for this concept, this model, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and to raise the money to be able to support that over the three years and give it that runway to um, have it sustain itself um, yeah. and generate through different types of research grants and uh, partnerships, uh, the kind of revenue, the kind of support that uh, would be able to really pick up on itself. And um, we came up, I, I, I submitted a budget of a million one over three years. Um, and by the end of this year, we will have finished raising a billion, million one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to support precisely our research director and uh, the, whom, whom we just hired, by the way. Um, and uh, we're looking at our research and policy analyst that will be reporting to our research director. Um, and we're building from the ground up. We don't have anything to really, um, any kind of infrastructure in this. So it, the processes, the the guidelines, the where we're going, how we're going to prioritize specific issues um, and how the board is going to interact with that is also important um, because research uh, only has value if it's credible. Right. If people trust the process, the methodology, the information behind it. Uh, media, I mean, is is the world I came from and, and right. your spouse is in is is predicated on just having precisely, you know, uh, mm-hmm. research that people can put their money behind on and or clients can put their money behind. So it's important to have that kind of rigor. Um, yeah. behind it. And we're building that right now. Um, our research director is um, someone who came from Regis University, a tenured professor uh, of eight years. Um she actually grew up in Northwest Denver, um, understands the Latino community well, got her PhD at USC in sociology, and uh, is uh, very capable from, from the research perspective. We're fortunate to have people on our board that are professors. Uh, one of them is at University of Colorado. The other one is an adjunct professor at the uh, University of Denver. So that is really helping us build on something that I think um, will really generate uh, information um, and analysis that uh, decision makers can rely on um, yeah. at, at the legislature le- legislature or um, any other kind of um, uh, business platform and so on, because we're going to be conveners and generators of that kind of uh, work, and uh, we're excited about it. Well, and this has to really resonate with you because like most nonprofits, um, you know, you are starting from scratch and you're building it up. And, you know, to me, nonprofit is just a tax code, um, but you've been in the C-suite and it's and it's very entrepreneurial. Um, you've been global companies and everything else. And all those business skills really translate into what you're doing now, don't they? Because, it, it, you know, if you're a nonprofit, you're still a business. That's right. And I, I like your perspective because I think, uh, you know, um, it, 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 there are outcomes um, and right. there there are built expectations and uh, there are different areas of, of sources of revenue that are contributing to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
it's important to be able to build and build and build and, and show um, what you've been able to do with precisely those kinds of donations. Um, so um, we've had great success and uh, very warm embrace in the community. Uh, we're very excited to to see that. Um, and um, the area that is the platform of the organization, which I've just described is mm-hmm. research. Um, it's a space that we have not, we don't really have any competition. There's right. no one. You say it's a niche, in that right? Space at all. Correct. Yeah. There's no one that, that is focused on that. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a space that we're, we're glad to be a part of. We don't want to be uh, duplicating any kind of uh, effort, uh, which often happens, you know, and, right. and, and, and we understand that, but uh, we're glad that that's not, necessarily the case with us for sure and i know you've not been there terribly long time but are there some favorite success stories uh that you've experienced so far yeah we we have um there the easiest and the one that's most tangible is um our uh annual kind of marquee event the bernie valdez awards um Bernie Valdez was one of our founders and um, highly regarded individual that uh, basically dedicated his life to to the mission of, of La Raza and of Claro. Um, and uh, the awards were actually started um, almost 30 years ago in his name. And um, I have been privy to um, being behind the organization of two uh, awards Um we had our first award uh, event in September uh, of last year. And just this year, we had our second, my own second experience with the awards. And um, we've been able to generate um, a, a record setting kind of uh, sponsorship and, and revenue behind that. Um, and it's and it's great to see. Uh, we just had our our event here at Sewell Ballroom, um, September 21st. We made it a breakfast event. Um, I like breakfast because um, from a nonprofit perspective, the costs are lower yep. as you can generate uh, a wider margin um, mm-hmm. and, and work through that. Um, and yeah, there's pros and cons, but the um, I, I like the pros here. Um, and uh, I like the fact that uh, you know the the Sewell Ballroom is just a, a majestic place. It's wonderful, yeah. um, kind of a traditional individual place for for events like this. Well, and having a marquee a places at marquee venues like this where they're successful has to be kind of proof of concept, right? That hey, yeah. we're on to something here, and the community is going to get behind us. I like that. I like that uh, word, that that phrase, proof of concept. That yeah, it's it's true. We 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 recognize seven individuals, uh, well, six individuals in one organization, and um, all of them just doing magnificent work in different categories, from education to lifetime achievement. Um, and uh, it, it was really nice to see the community come together. We had over four hundred people uh, in attendance. Uh, not bad for a breakfast. That's really good. Uh, getting people up early in the morning, which yeah. is actually wonderful in Colorado. I love Colorado's uh, tradition of early breakfast. So. Yeah. 
Well, let's, you know, I know this is something that you don't need to do at your, at this point in your career, been successful, big global companies and everything else. It's a passion project for you, which is awesome. But what are some of the bedrock principles that you've leaned on throughout your career that, that are helping you right now? Oh my gosh. What a wonderful question. Um, you know, I, I actually, um, have not necessarily seen um, much of a change in terms of where I am and where I'm going in terms of the the purpose. Um, The reason I actually chose in my college years um, to really focus on a a media career uh, was because it all of a sudden just dawned on me that, uh, you know, I wasn't aware at the time the, the impact that uh, media has in our lives yeah. uh, and different platforms. Um, you know, the platforms have gotten even more uh, fragmented and sophisticated uh, with the years and in, in these current years in the digital era. Yeah. Uh, but um, I felt that media was a way to have an impact in community. Um, and, um, I understood well the business model of media and how important it was to be able to uh, create that. So um, I made uh, a a very um, conscientious choice about um, creating a path um, into sales, into management, and um, having um, a responsibility where I could um, be a part of the programming behind it and uh, the news, um, the educational value, um, so much around um, what we have on the television side, on the radio side, and now on the digital side. So I can proudly look back and say that um, the successful media organizations out there that um have a strong affinity with their audience mm-hmm. uh, do do really well uh, across the board as, as businesses also um, yeah. and uh, I recognize these models in different markets um, and you can almost see them um, and they stand out rather well if yeah. I could do that on the Spanish language side in the Hispanic market in that format so um, it, it's nice to be able to go to sleep and you know, understand that you've done something that makes makes a, a difference in, in yeah. people's one way or the other. Um, so going to Clado, um, I just say, you know, different platform, but same purpose. Um, I was going to say, sounds very similar. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And it and the thing about it, too, is that you get up in the morning and, and it's fun. It's exciting. Um, and uh, it's different. Uh, every day, um, and you get to work with with people that that are passionate about what they do and what they're looking forward to doing, um, and and why not? It's also very rewarding, um, not just financially. In, in in other words, yeah, that's terrific. So, what is it that really excites you and energizes you about the future for Claro? Oh boy, uh, hmm. um. There's the the research aspect is huge. It's critical. Um, we actually have been um, getting a lot of momentum, um, and uh, we're seeing things really build up uh, rather well. I think by the 
turn of the next year, um, we'll be well on our way to um, have uh, very clear, uh, very well-structured um, partnerships with uh, different um, organizations that uh, will um, have uh, the, the, the kind of data, the kind of analysis that will be helpful um, to our state um, in, in the whole. I mean, it just and uh, on, on the whole, holistically, I should say. So um, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to bring the group together. Um, yeah. And, you know, I I think when you let people let smart people do their work, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I get out of the way. <laughs> and uh, it's nice. It's nice to to see that come together. Well, yeah, and it has to be super exciting knowing that you are breaking new ground yeah. uh, in an area that you understand the research piece, because I know the research piece in media is such a huge part of, you know, the sales process and everything else. So it, it does have to be exciting to know that you are breaking new ground here. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, uh, you know, working with uh, a group of people that uh, are bored and uh, just where they are. Um I should say, I mean, I was inspired by um, our board chair. Um, you know, he happens to be a former mayor of Denver um, or one of the pivotal mayors of our history in Denver um, in the mid 80s, um, who is credited for doing so much. Um, his memoir just came out, Federico Peña. Um, and uh, when you look at some of the iconic, now iconic, uh, features of our region, um, he had a he had a hand in that. You know, yeah. our, our our international airport, yep. uh, our uh, Rocky Stadium. You know, right. uh, uh, Cherry Creek, <laughs> downtown, so many different areas. So yeah. uh, it's exciting to have uh, the opportunity work to work with individuals of that type as well. So. Um, I was inspired by that, and um, I should credit um, his his vision for inspiring me. Well, this is an exciting new direction for the organization. I can't wait to see the fruits of all of this labor. And as we wind down, I've got, I call them my fab four, but my last four questions, I'll start with, what's something that you'll read, listen to, or watch today, which will be a great answer from a media guy? <laughs> what, read, listen to, or watch today? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's um, you know I'm 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 embarrassed to tell you um, I I I'm an avid book buyer and I have a lot of books on my shelf that uh, I haven't gotten around to. I'm glad uh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and uh, you know I, I'm delighted and and I and I and there I will get to them for for and and, and I I'm lo I look forward to them. But I can tell you that. A, a book that I just read um, that uh, I just finished, and maybe that'll answer your question because I, I, uh, it's from Strength to Strength by Arthur Brooks. Um, and it talks about people precisely in my uh, current stage in life, where you basically have gone through and you've had a career and uh, you're, mo you're working on this transition um, and you're weighing different things and uh, you have certain ways and perspectives, um, but uh, it, it, it helps to keep um, in mind um, 
what's really important. And uh, I, I, I like I like uh, the perspective that Arthur Brooks had um, and uh, what he what he was able to, to share, um, because uh, it, there, there are things that have so much meaning and so much value um, and the, 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 the spirituality of things is also important. Um, so um, I, I was glad to finish that book. Nice. So who would you say, if you had to cite a person or a few people that have been really strong role models for you and inspired you throughout your career? Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you really have some big, big ones. There's a question. You know, I uh, there's so many uh, people out there, um, and I, I would I would venture to say, I mean, I've been very fortunate to meet some major iconic individuals yeah. uh, because of media, right. uh, and they have been inspiring. But I think the credit to the people that basically put me on that path is not necessarily those individuals uh, as inspiring as they may be. Um, the people that I think, uh, you know, always come immediately to mind are those that were in your life um, when you were a kid. Yeah. When you were just getting started and just starting to dream and just starting to look at the world and kind of wondering, you know, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Or, or not even have not not even having that awareness and having people that just believe in you and just give you that full trust and 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 see you with this kind of eye that says you're going to be something, you're going to be somebody, and uh, uh, I can't wait to see that. And uh, I I had a, a teacher. Uh, we just lost her a couple of years ago. Uh, when I was uh, a nine-year-old kid um, in fourth grade. Wow. And uh, she became a friend uh, of mine, uh, even as young as that, uh, became a friend of my mom. Uh, I'm the oldest of five, so she actually became a friend of the entire family. And then her and her husband um, ended up... Um, being mentors to our entire extended family and wow. generations. Uh, my kids uh, had the benefit of, wow. of their influence. So we we had friends, we were friends for 50 years. They and my parents were at my college graduation. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, you just... And, and you just don't meet people like that yeah. um, so easily. And uh, so having had that kind of influence, you know, um, Carmen is, is her name. She, she was teaching me English. You know, Spanish is my first uh, native tongue. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it, it was interesting to just learn from her. And um, then interesting to meet her husband, who was a, uh, uh, a master, a scout master, um, and he graduated 75 Eagles. Um, wow. So the, I, and, and the benefit and the influence of that was just uh, enormous. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I see your question and I understand it, but it, they, their, their presence of mind, uh, their, their, 
they come to mind every time I, I hear that question. That is such a great answer. And I can't wait. My oldest daughter is a fourth grade teacher. So I can't wait to tell her, give her, share that answer with her. So other than Claro, are there other organizations out there that you cross paths with that you really, uh, you know, admire and want to give a shout out to the work they're doing? Yeah, no, well, that's a, that's a great opportunity. Thank you for uh, the question. Um, there are a few, in fact, um, and um, from a Latino perspective, there's one that um, actually I was a part of uh, the the mustard seed, I guess, that, that, that just germinated in uh, the concept. Um, and uh, where it is now, uh, I, I've been such a big fan. Um Joel Martinez at the Latino Leadership Institute um, has just turbocharged that organization and has done a phenomenal job uh, in basically starting with uh, a, a an idea of uh, preparing uh, mid-level professionals, um, mid-career professionals, I should say, um, to uh, serve on boards and commissions and have that kind of support and training, but, but it's evolved um, to a much wider area and much wider level. Um, and uh, in, in the community, you would I would always get the call, right? Is there anyone you know that you can um, recommend? We'd love to see. And uh, it, it wasn't necessarily a, 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 a talent bank or a, a network that was already set up. Um, and the Latino Leadership Institute was able to develop that and and, and help that and, and advance it. So uh, they deserve a huge shout out. Um, there's one particular organization that uh, I just became aware of not too long ago, and uh, it's a it's a team of all women. Um, they're uh, it's called Cultivando, and their leader Olga Gonzalez uh, just uh, recently we we gave an award to um, from uh, the Bernie Valdez Awards, the Alianza Award, and um, what they're doing overall uh, in term in the environment environmental space is is huge, um, and uh, they have they, they they I think this year because of their work there were four different organizations that actually recognized and uh, awarded them for just their entire uh, young career that they've had. So um, shout out to them as well. I love that question because now I think I know who my next podcast guests need to be. (laughs) That's right. Uh, (laughs) Lastly, and and maybe most importantly, if anybody wants to learn more about Claudio, support you, become involved with the organization, what's the best way to find you? Yeah, um, well, uh, easily um, www.claudio, C-L-L-A-R-O, dot org um and uh, there's ways of uh, getting contact information to reach out to any one of us um in the different programs that i described today um and uh yeah that would be the easiest way to do it fantastic clotto.org we'll put that in the show notes mario i think it's awesome how you're paying forward a lifetime of experience uh doing great things in the community and wish you all the best as you move forward That's so kind of you. Appreciate that. It's a delight. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Mario for sharing how he and Claro are lifting up the Latino business community. This podcast has been brought to you by JC Charity Services. Being a leader is hard, and we'd love to bolster your leadership and efforts 
and help your team achieve its goals. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about Claro, visit them online at www.claro.org. Check the show notes for links. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it on your socials. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.